The following ShishMed podcast is a production of drpodcasting.com. On this edition of the ShishMed podcast, pull up a comfy chair, grab a tea, get a little blanket, because it's story time with Leanne as we talk about how to tell a story using data analytics with Leanne Lambden from Sintelis. So are you ready? You got the chair? You got the tea? All right. It's story time with Leanne. So let's get to it. Right? No. This is the ShishMed Podcast, Rapid Insights for Healthcare Strategy Professionals in Planning, Business Development, Marketing, Communications, and Public Relations. I'm your host, Bill Klaproth. In this episode, we talk with Leanne Lambden, Senior Principal Consultant at Centellus. And you can join Leanne and other expert faculty in ShishMed's online course, The New Data Landscape in Healthcare. Advanced Analytics for Strategists. You can learn more at shishmed.org, shsmd.org slash education to learn more and to sign up. Leanne, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Bill. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So healthcare data, of course, is becoming more complex. So as we talk about this data visualization, what all can it help us with? So as you mentioned, healthcare data is becoming more and more complex. And with business intelligence, we can take all the data from different parts of an organization, financial data and market data and clinical data and safety data and community data. And it can come out the other side and we can make use of all that data for quality analysis, safety, community health, strategic planning, Anything you're doing in your organization that requires a lot of data, it allows you to take huge amounts of data and make it useful. Which I could see is very beneficial. The human brain latches onto stories more than just a bunch of facts and figures and numbers. So you mentioned it can also help us with strategic planning. So how does data visualization serve in a strategic growth plan? Yeah, so... Data visualizations can help answer some important strategic questions. For example, what's an appropriate service area for this service line? What's the largest opportunities to increase volume? What are our best opportunities to increase profitability? What are our best opportunities to improve community health? So if you're a strategic planner and you've been assigned the project of finding mission-fulfilling, profitable growth opportunities, Mm -hmm. That could be pretty daunting. Mm -hmm. So consider your ultimate audience, whether it's a leadership team, C-suite, a board of directors, a department leader, a physician group, and you're trying to convince them that your analysis is sound and make a compelling argument for your findings. Are they going to want to look through, as you said, all kinds of spreadsheets (laughs) that you poured over to determine the opportunities? Are they going to want to see data in a way that they can take in and understand and believe and then make decisions based on? Mm -hmm. So some of the best benefits of data visualization, in my opinion, is to be able to see multiple pieces of data in one view. And it also can show perspective that's not just a piece of data in isolation, For example, one of my favorite visualizations, although some people think they're passe, are the bubble charts. Yeah. And you can show service line volume, market share, and profitability in one view. 
And that imparts a lot of information in one visualization that you may have to go to three different places to find before you create that visualization. Another one of my favorites is a Sankey diagram. I was introduced to this a few years ago. Mm -hmm. They're good for physician referrals. They're really good to show the flow of information from a source to a destination. And they sort of look like snakes. Okay. But it's good for point one, point two. So that's good for referrals, source, destination, referral. Another is a block chart, which is great to show, for example, how much revenue each service line contributes to the organization in a block chart is exactly what it sounds like. It has all the different blocks that shows relative size mm -hmm. of a piece of information. Yeah. So when you use things like that, you can put multiple pieces of information in one visualization. So specifically to answer your question, <laughs> the role, I believe, is to explore large amounts of data and then through iteration, use the best visualization to make your case, which would be a convincing argument a recommendation. And I say iteration because if people are like me, my first few attempts are exploratory visualizations before I land on something that I can say, okay, this is the visualization that I can use to recommend to this group of right. people this action. So this is very useful for, as you said, making a convincing argument, making a recommendation, telling a story, which I said People latch on to stories more than facts and figures, helping you to prove your point. So what are the tools that we use to create these bubble charts and block charts where we can input all of this data and up pops this really cool graphic? What are the tools we use for this? I recently read an article on business intelligence tools and market share. And this article said that Power BI had the highest market share. That's a good tool, Power BI. Another's Tableau. That was next. So let's see, Power BI had like 36% market share. Tableau had about 20. Then we had ClickSense, SAP, or Analytics Cloud. Both had 11. IBM Cognos had 7% market share. And Looker had 6%. I believe Looker is a Google product. Okay. So if you go to the internet and you Google data visualization resources, you're going to find at least 50. But I just read sort of the top. So at Centellus, we use Power BI for our data visualizations. And if you're a larger organization, you probably can get access to one of these. A lot of our clients use Tableau for creating organizational dashboards. And another thing that we do a lot of is mapping. Because maps are a great way to visualize data. People just love maps. Mm-hmm. And for example, we'll use a map to show market dominance, which shows which facility has dominant market share by zip code, because it's a really good way to see market opportunities. And mapping can be as simple as a Google map. Who hasn't used a Google map or ways right. to a complicated Esri ArcGIS map? So we use ArcGIS and it's fantastic. It's also a little complicated, but you can overlay graph over those geographies to show a payer mix or market share trends. With mapping, you can drill down to a block group or a census track or a zip code, and you can see utilization, behavior, socio-demographics a lot easier with mapping. So you use ArtGIS for that. And I was going to ask you, can you drill down to zip code? And you already answered that and said, <laughs> yeah, you can do that by like blocks and neighborhoods, yeah, I mean, regions. Sure. Exactly. You can just keep going and keep going and you can put all kinds of information in that. So 
one example we use it a lot for community health needs assessments and mm-hmm. we'll look at behaviors all the way down to the block group and census tracts with information from Esri. And you mentioned that data visualization is becoming this huge trend and really big deal in planning and, and strategy. So companies like Centellus and others like us have these data visualizations. As I mentioned, we use Power BI. But other companies, and I'm getting to the what types of tools can we yeah. use for data visualization. There's to me, there's like a third level. Okay. And it's companies like Centellus and others who have visualizations in their products, but also do data intake and curation, which those softwares off the shelf don't do. You have to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. But it depends on what you have in your organization, what level of expertise, what options you have. So they can go from pretty simple off the shelf BI and mapping all the way to data intake, curation, and visualization because there's okay. just a lot of options yeah. <laughs> for visualization tools. Yeah. So you mentioned the top three tools, Power BI, Tableau, and ClickSense, and then for mapping, the Art GIS. So we have the tools, we have the data, <laughs> we've input it all, say we've got the visualization tools now what do we do with it? It sounds like from what you're saying, Leanne, is it's not as simple as put the data in, create the cool chart. It sounds like within that, you still have to have a story to tell within the charts, or you might need multiple charts to get to that end point of telling your story to try to convince an argument or a recommendation or prove a point. Is that right? So it's not as simple as just put it in and it spits out. Right. There's more nuance to it than that. Is that right? Definitely. (laughs) If it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. Yeah. So my question is, we have all this stuff. Now, what do we do with it? So this is really the most important part. So as I mentioned earlier, the point of making a visualization is to win hearts and minds for some kind of action or decision. And as Stephen Covey said, begin with the end in mind. So I love that book. Love that book. I know, isn't it good? All right. So so just so anybody listening, The Seven (laughs) Habits of Highly Successful People, that's what we're talking about. If you've never read it, after this interview with Leanne, go to Amazon and buy it. You'll thank me and you'll thank Leanne. And when you see us at Shishmed Connections 2023, you can thank us in person. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Didn't mean to interrupt Leanne. Okay. (laughs) No, that's fine. This is habit number two, I believe. (laughs) Um, Begin with the end in mind. So as you're gathering that data and creating visualizations, the hard part, but think about your ultimate audience and think about how they prefer to see the information. So I've only worked for one person in my 30-year career who preferred to see the spreadsheets over a visualization. You know who you are, Marvin. Um, (laughs) But at this point, you turn toward the final deliverable and the story that you're trying to tell. Mm -hmm. So people expect to see a story told visually with this data. So outline your story on paper, put the slides together, then present to yourself. (laughs) So this is the best way to figure out if one, the visualizations are the correct ones, if they're in the right order, and if they're telling, and two, if they're telling a compelling story. So I had a coworker say the other day, I'm not kidding, this is like last week. If you get tired trying to explain what's on a slide, then you're not there yet. Like, that's not the visualization (laughs) that you need. Yeah. So you may have to go through, as I mentioned, several iterations of the presentation until you get that sweet spot. But it'll be worthwhile when 
your audience gets the story, is moved by it, makes a decision. So in short, you've got to make sure that that information is seen and understood and acted on, or you've just gone through a great exercise in how to make pictures with it. (laughs) Right. You don't want the end result to be, hey, nice pictures. So I follow Donald Miller. He does a thing called Story Brand. You can look him up. He's got a great website. He's got books, all kinds of things. But he says in business, you should follow a story pattern. It's a seven-step procedure. You start with a character. What does the character want? The character encounters a problem. The character meets a guide who completely understands the problem and shows empathy, who then presents a plan, the steps to follow in the plan. And if the plan is followed, results in success. If the plan isn't followed, results in failure. So it's a whole procedure for laying out the story. And starting with the end in mind is always a great idea. So let me ask you this question, and I think I know the answer. When formulating a story through data, what is the most important thing to remember? I know you said before, make sure you consider the audience, but when you boil all this down, Leanne, what is the most important thing to remember when creating a story through data? Oh, my gosh. I put you on the spot. You did. You did. I put you on the spot. You did. Darn so it. you know how there's that saying, you can make statistics say anything you want them to. Or sure. There's lies yeah. and damn yeah. lies and statistics. So I think the most important thing when you're creating your visualization and you're looking at the data is to be true to what the data says. For example, don't mess with an axis of a graph to make it look like there's this huge increase. You know how you can manipulate? uh, Yes, you can you can bend the numbers to tell the story you want to tell when the numbers really don't back that up. But you can bend them in a way to reach a narrative that you want to sell, if you will. Does that make sense? Right. So to me, that's the most important thing is let the data tell its story. You're there to help it. Don't bend it into the way you want it to go. Right, right. It's going to tell the story. So if you have a hypothesis that you need to increase your cardiology market share in your Mm -hmm. eastern segment of your market, and the data shows that, no, really, it's orthopedics in the western section, go with that story. Right. Because that's the one the data's telling. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can look at cardiology later and say, you know, we thought this, but the data shows this. So it's just as helpful to rule out things as it is to rule in things that you Mm -hmm. need to do. Yep. That's a great point. I love that. And see, I'm glad I asked that question. (laughs) I'm glad I put you on the spot. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) me too. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. So is data visualization... For everybody, Leanne, people even in smaller rural markets to the big players? Yes, definitely. So if you're in a rural hospital, which I have quite a bit of experience with rural hospitals, you have Excel, you have PowerPoint. Let's say you're a nurse and you want to look at your clinic volume. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can go on YouTube and learn how to do some graphs and some mapping on Excel. Okay. If you don't have that experience and just make some graphs, start with the simplest data visualizations and then work your way up, work with people in your, there's somebody in your organization who's an Excel wizard. There just is, there always is. Right. Find that person, 
get them to help you out. Create simple visualizations, making your case, telling your story, and then just work your way into the more complicated tools. Yeah. But yeah, this is for rural hospitals. This is for clinics. This is for any organization. If you have a budget at home, <laughs> sometimes you need graphs to help you right. see yeah. what is going on. So visualizations can be used to me because, you know, I'm a planner in any yeah. walk of life. Yes. Help make decisions from simple to complicated. Very well said. And we've been focusing on strategic planning. But as you said earlier, quality, safety, mm -hmm. community health needs. You can use data visualization for many things. Yes. Well, this has been great, Leanne. I've enjoyed talking to you. And I know that your educational online course, The New Data Landscape in Healthcare Advancing Analytics for Strategists, is going to be dynamite. Can you just give us a brief overview of that and what we're going to walk away with? Oh, I can. It's going to be really good. So mine is part one. Your data mm -hmm. is talking to you. Can you hear it? <laughs> I know. It's got a great title. So I love it. a lot of the things we've talked about here, categories and examples of business intelligence, GIS, geographic information systems, we're going to walk through some example case studies of how to use these data visualizations to tell your story show a lot of examples of the kinds of graphs and visualizations that I've mentioned, go over the basics of how you get all that data into this big data warehouse. You can tell I'm not a techie per se, I'm on the output end, but show a little about how these data warehouses work. Yeah, and walk through a case study and we're going to have maps and tables and graphs and hopefully it'll really help the attendees at the webinar see that it can be simple to complicated and the most important part is to get to the storytelling, which will be part two, and someone else will cover that, but it right. leads right in to the storytelling, or actually we might be after the storytelling. Anyway, we're together. Right. It'll be- <laughs> Storytelling's important. It'll all be in there. It'll all be in there. And it sounds like for someone listening to this podcast right now thinking, you know, this is really interesting and I want to look into this. I want to learn more. This sounds like a great start for that learning is this online course. Obviously, you can still go on YouTube and research and do your own, but attending this online course sounds like a great place to start. Well, with Shishman Society for Healthcare Strategy and Market Development, affectionately known as Shishman, what Shishman is doing really well with these courses are giving people the tools they need to do their job. And it can be entry-level strategic planners all the way up to 30-year strategic planners. I have attended these myself, and I learned something in every one of them. And it's just really beneficial to have that membership organization have these classes to help really develop everybody's skills and talents. So true. There's no question about that. And I know Shishman has been invaluable to so many people for their education and the networking is so valuable as well, meeting other people in the industry and through the conference and even the online courses. It's just very beneficial. Well, Leanne, thank you so much. And I know the online course is going to be wonderful. If you're interested in this, the one that Leanne is doing, the new data landscape and healthcare advanced analytics for strategists, just go to shishmed.org, that's S-H-S-M-D.org, slash education to learn more and to sign up. Leanne, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Yeah, Bill, this has been great. Thanks for having me. And once again, that's Leanne Lambden. And if you found this podcast helpful, and how could you not, please share it on all of your social channels and please hit the subscribe or follow button to get every episode. And remember to join us at Shishmed Connections 2023, September 10th through the 12th, 
in Chicago, Illinois. Register at shushmed.org slash education slash annual conference. This has been a production of Dr. Podcasting. I'm Bill Klaproth. See you.